Welcome to Intelligently Cleaning Schools for Health, a real-time conversation by and for facility professionals featuring Paul Cagle and Greg Lukabaugh from the Kings. Welcome to podcast number six. This is Paul Cagle with the Kings, Intelligent Cleaning for Health, uh, podcast number six on Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, Day to everyone, and um, thank you to all of you who served our country in the military. Um, today is May 25th, 2020. We will finish, uh, complete our podcast on leadership next week uh, with Greg Lookabaugh. We talked last week about the importance of leadership in our supervisors and our managers and, and what kind of people we're, we're looking for to, to fill those roles. Um, next week, we'll talk about the importance of of uh, managing the process and generating some meaningful data. Today, I wanted to punt and talk briefly about what everyone's talking about, and that's reopening our schools. What's it going to take? What are the CDC guidelines? What are the EPA guidelines that we're to follow? And I'm going to put this document up on our website, and you can go, um, you can go download it. If you want to, um, it's how to intelligently clean for health as we reopen schools and public facilities. Basically, I just looked at all the data that was out there from the CDC and the EPA and tried to condense it down into one workable document um, so that we could know that um, we were doing everything in our power to follow guidelines as we reopen schools. And I know that School districts all over the country are going to do different things to reopen. Uh, how they're going to set up their classrooms, how they're going to set up their schools. Um, but as far as we're concerned in the custodial world, uh, they're going to make those decisions. Um, and we're going to have to clean up the mess, so to speak. We're, we're going to have to clean however the school's set up. And so, and however they set uh, classroom time up, whether it's half the kids go in the first part of the day and the second half the second, or whether they bring in half one day and the other half stays home that day, uh, um, doesn't really matter. We're still going to have to clean. And so I wanted to go over some of those processes with you guys uh, today, but just in honor of Memorial Day, I wanted to share a couple of things with you before we went through these steps that the CDC is asking us to follow as we reopen. Um, there's a guy named Dan Peterson, and um, he was the he was really the the founder of Top Gun. Um, many of you know, you know, you've watched the movie Top Gun with Tom Cruise, but Top Gun is is the Navy the Navy aviators uh, highest school that you can go to uh, to learn. Um, aviation tactics. And so uh, Dan Peterson was on the Jocko uh, podcast, Jocko Willink. Some of you listen to Jocko. It's called the Jocko podcast. And he had on Dan Peterson and he said some things that just uh, slapped me in the face and they were tremendous. And I want to share them with you because you know how important uh, we feel it is to have a standardized cleaning program that cleans for health and how important it is to have a training room dedicated to that, and how important it is to put our people through that. 
and how important it is to have our supervisors and managers rigorously work to manage the process so that we're doing it right out there all the time. Here are a couple of quotes uh, from Dan Peterson, founding member at Top Gun. You've got to set the standards high or no one will believe you. That is, um, I, I just can't say it any better than that. If we don't set our standards high and we don't make our people think that we mean business when we have them walk into our training room and they see what it is we're trying to perform, we're, we're not doing themselves, uh, them justice and, and we're not doing ourselves justice. So I thought that was very interesting. You've got to set the standards high or no one will believe you. And the second one was this. You can't lead in good conscience if you're not willing to put your troops through the most rigorous training possible. He's just saying, if you don't put them through the most rigorous training possible, you're setting them up to fail in some way. And so if we don't put our cleaning team members through the most rigorous training possible, and we're not asking them to you know, get into a cockpit and fly the speed of light or speed of sound. Uh, no, we're, 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 we're asking our people to clean to a standard, okay? I'm sitting here in our training room and I'm looking at all of our banners and our tools, uh, teaching them how to dust, teaching them how to properly clean a surface, pop, teaching them how to uh, properly use their vacuum cleaners and manage the filters, teaching them how to properly clean a restroom and disinfect and allow dwell time and how to properly mop and launder and how to use a Kyvac if that's part of your program, how, how do we auto scrub and when do we do these things and uh, how to read a job card and follow a job card, things like that. Um, we have to put them in a position to succeed. If we don't, we are doing our cleaning workers a huge injustice. And so think about those things from, from one of our great, um, great soldiers. Uh, you can't lead in good conscience if you're not willing to put your troops through the most rigorous training possible. So without further ado, here, here are some of the guidelines here that, um, that the CDC has put out for us. And some of these you've heard a thousand times. Some of them may be new to you. Um, but my charge and my question to everyone out there is, how are you going to train your teams to follow your system and handle the new guidelines? Um, how are you going to get that information out? And how are you going to ensure that they do it? Um, this information comes directly from the CDC's reopening guidelines. Um, number one, uh, normal routine cleaning with soap and water is extremely important as it decreases exposure to the virus. This is an important step prior to disinfecting. So did you hear that? It's, it's an important step prior to actually putting disinfectant on. Soap and water is still a tremendous way to clean. And um, teaching your people uh, how to use it, when to use it, how to properly clean a surface, cut an edge, use clean towels, um, is still an important step in the cleaning process. Uh, now here, here are the steps to cleaning a surface. Uh, disinfect frequently touched hard non-porous surfaces with an EPA registered disinfectant daily. Um, 
you've, we've heard the term EPA registered disinfectant uh, that kill emerging pathogens like COVID-19. Uh, it's very important that you make sure that whoever you're uh, using as your chemical manufacturer, that you have that designation. And your manufacturer um, should have that information readily at hand to give to you. Here are the steps. Uh, number one, use proper personal protective equipment. We've talked about it. Safety gloves and safety glasses. Some of you are going to be asked to make sure that your people wear masks or cloth masks at all times. Uh, wash your hands frequently and every time you remove your gloves. Are you teaching your folks how to properly remove gloves so you don't touch your skin? Washing your uniforms after each shift and then obviously avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Wash your hands right away. We, we know that, but a lot of times our folks don't do that. So using proper PPE, very important. The second step, decide what frequently touched surfaces will be disinfected daily. What are the fomites that our people are going to clean daily? And when I say fomite, I mean a, an inanimate object that can carry a pathogen for a period of time. That could be a a doorknob, elevator button, stairwell railings, uh, toilet and urinal flush valve, sink faucet handles. The list goes on and on, but decide which surfaces you're going to disinfect daily. And remember, we want to clean those surfaces uh, prior to disinfecting them. And then make it part of your training list and make it part of your task list. Um, so number one is use proper PPE. Number two is decide which surfaces you're going to clean daily. Number three is pre-clean the surface with soap and water or your regular all-purpose cleaner. Number four, read and understand the directions of your EPA registered disinfectant. Number five, spray the surface with disinfectant and allow the proper dwell time before you wipe the surface down. When using electrostatic spray technology, you may not have to wipe the surface down after spraying, as many of you know. Follow the directions of your manager, your supervisor, and your job card. So you may be thinking, how am I going to spray down a light switch? Well, you're not going to spray a light switch, but um, we've taken the, tack, uh, the, the uh, task of using a, a, a clean microfiber color-coded uh, towel that soaks in disinfectant. We wring it out, we fold it up, and we go and wipe surfaces down after they've been cleaned. And that allows them, um, and we don't, we, we wipe them down and walk away. So we let the chemical sit for a period of time to allow for dwell time. Remember, we've been talking about disinfecting surfaces forever and cleaning surfaces, and, and people will say, are you disinfecting these things? And a lot of times we haven't been, simply because you know, the instructions say you need to allow for proper dwell time. And some of these disinfectants, it's 10 minutes, some it's three, some it's one minute. There's some for 30 seconds. But as many of you know, it is almost impossible to get your hands on those chemicals that uh, kill so quickly. So um, a lot of your disinfectants are going to be 10-minute kill times. Store all cleaning chemicals and disinfectants away safely. Um, we use a supply cabinet uh, in each one of our buildings, in each one of our schools, and in our, in our check-in area, in our staging area, where we have most of our cleaning tools and equipment. We like to keep everything in one place so it's easy to control and lock down. Uh, as you know, disinfectants can have 
can have a harmful effect on people. So we just don't want them floating around, especially with kids around. Regarding soft and porous materials, like soft furniture, um, fabrics, make sure to clean visible soil and then disinfect. Electrostatic spray technology can be effective here as well as it relates to furniture. Fabrics like clothes and linens can be laundered in hot water and put in a high temperature dryer. That'll, that'll kill. Here's one that I added. Um, we want to use vacuum cleaners with HEPA level filtration. Uh, that's high efficiency particulate aeration. Um, to make sure that the vacuum filters are emptied regularly and changed out weekly. This will reduce harmful air particulates that both trigger respiratory issues and serve as pathogen spreaders. It's why we manage our vacuum filters so closely. Um, we know that pathogens catch a ride on air particulates in the air and can stay afloat for a, a period of time. And so if we can reduce that, uh, we're going a long way to protecting the people um, we're called to protect in the building as well as ourselves. Use soap and water uh, or your all-purpose cleaner when cleaning toys and other items that are frequently used by children. Tox uh, disinfectants can be toxic. Just look at your safety data sheets. Um, I mean, one of the reasons the EPA is saying this is because when you're cleaning areas where children are, you know, crawling around on the floors and playing with toys and putting them in their mouths, um, if you read the safety data sheets, you can see that disinfectants can be toxic. That's why our people wear safety gloves and safety glasses when they're using them. And so, you know, the EPA is saying, hey, good old-fashioned soap and water is a good idea when you're cleaning these areas because we don't want uh, little ones to, to put uh, dried disinfectant in their mouths. That's not a good idea. <clears throat> if an area has been unoccupied for seven days, routine cleaning is appropriate when reopening. So there's a lot of, hey, you know, send somebody over to spray this room down, you know, before everyone comes in and occupies the school. Remember, uh, bacteria can't live for extended period of time on a, on a dry surface. So, for instance, you know, the old um, acronym TACT, time, agitation, chemical, temperature. I also add in there light. These things kill pathogens. So if a pathogen doesn't have you know, water, if it doesn't have um, room temperature, if it's able to be in a janitor closet where it's dark, uh, that's a place for bacteria to grow and reproduce. But if it's out, if you're talking about, you know, a, an office or a classroom, an auditorium, and it's, it's been dry and there's been a period of time, well, bacteria is just not going to live for very long. So after seven days, just go in and do your routine cleaning if no one's been in there. <clears throat> When cleaning and disinfecting after persons are suspected and or confirmed to have COVID-19 and have been in the facility, the steps are as follows. So uh, someone's had it, um, they've left the building. Now what do we do? These are the steps per the CDC. Close off the areas visited by the ill person or persons. Open outside doors and windows if possible and use ventilating fans to increase air circulation in the area. 
that healthy transfer of outside air is a good idea. Um, clean and disinfect all areas used by the ill persons. Focus especially on frequently touched surfaces. Did you hear that? Let's clean it with soap and water first. Then we can disinfect. Uh, linens or clothing uh, or other items that have been exposed, uh, go to the laundry. Don't shake them out. Just uh, machine wash on hot water setting and then let them completely dry uh, in a high temperature dryer. Uh, and then clean and disinfect the linen hampers that um, were used to um, clean that area or that were in that area. The last thing that the CDC mentions, and it's what we've been talking about and what you've heard on radio and TV forever, just continuing to pra uh, practice proper hygiene. Wash hands often for 20 seconds with soap and water. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Avoid close contact with sick people. Stay six feet apart from others in public spaces. Properly cover your face when coughing and sneezing, then wash your hands. And then finally, stay home if you're sick. Um, so these are all the, these are the main uh, items and steps that the CDC has recommended to us for uh, taking care of our schools. I think, I think some, of, some of this may be new because um, we've been told that, hey, you just need to go disinfect an area, or hey, you just need to go clean. Well, what do you mean by that? Um, for us, it's we need to clean an area first. We need to clean. We need to dust an area. We need to uh, clean frequently touched areas with, with soap and water first. Your all-purpose cleaner, your super soap, your surfactant. You get the grease and the dirt off. Let's clean the surface. Uh, that in itself will reduce exposure big time to viruses. Uh, then we need to disinfect the surface and allow proper dwell time. This, some of this will be new to your cleaning workers. They use the words like cleaning and sanitizing and disinfecting interchangeably. And that's, that's not necessarily true. Um, they need to learn what the difference is between um, cleaning a surface with soap and water and the, or sanitizing a surface or, and or disinfecting a surface. I mean, those are three different things. And so uh, part of this is going to be us teaching our cleaning workers what to do. And so I guess my final charge to, uh, to ourselves um, and also to all of you listening is, are you out there training your team members, making sure they understand exactly what your system entails? Uh, are you educating them on what it means to clean, to sanitize, and to disinfect? Do they understand that? And do they understand the guidelines that the CDC has put out? And they understand the guidelines that your school district or university has put out there of what we need to do as a custodial department to follow the rules. And finally, do you have your managers and your supervisors on board to be able to make sure that that process happens? So you can confidently tell you know, the administration and, and your parents and students, hey, we're doing everything we can to make sure this school is, is safe for you to come back and learn. So with that, thank you guys for listening. I will remind you that uh, we will put this document online on our website. You can go and, and download it and print it so you can have it to incorporate into your cleaning program. 
again, thank you. Happy Memorial Day. Thank you to all of you who have served your country. Thank you to all of you who had loved ones who, who died in service to our country so that we could be free. Have a happy Memorial Day. Look forward to talking to you guys soon. This is Paul Cagle signing off, podcast number six. Tune in next week for another episode featuring Paul and Greg discussing how professionals are intelligently cleaning schools for health. For more information, visit www.kingsclean.com. Thank you.